Which new cryptocurrencies can you trade on Swissquote? Why is Yearn Finance an interesting investment? And what is Bitcoin doing over the Christmas break? That and more in the crypto market talk this week. In today's episode, we will look at Bitcoin, we'll look at Ethereum, some very interesting partnership announcement from Chainlink. We will discuss the decentralized world of Uniswap, but also a new coin, Polygon Matic. And we will also look at Yearn Finance as well as Avalanche. Now, starting with this, you haven't heard it from me, but there are two new coins that you can trade on Swissquote. One is Matic and Matic USD here, as well as Avalanche. We'll talk about these two coins in a couple of minutes, but of course, we will start with Bitcoin. And some people are saying happy bear day Bitcoin. It has been three years since Bitcoin has bottomed at 3000 100 US dollars and since then it has gone up now of course 2125% are still not enough for the critics for them to silence so still Bitcoin keeps on going now if we look at the price in general a lot of people are expecting a bit of sideways but also downward movement for Bitcoin. Now that essentially means two things. On one side we can see the miners for example they are holding on to their Bitcoins because the price seems to be lower than usual for them otherwise they would sell to the market right away. So I would expect them to sell more once the price goes up. So they are even hoping that the price will go up. Another really interesting thing is the discount on GBTC and GBTC essentially is the grayscale BTC fund in which you can invest indirectly into cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. Now grayscale is one of the biggest holders of Bitcoin in general so if you're looking for a more indirect investment this could actually be quite an interesting way of investing without buying the actual asset. Now looking at the price it looks a bit dire I'm not gonna lie like this movement here that we can see it is lower lows all over the place. Now for me right now, this essentially means the lines that I've drawn here are still very valid and in play. So 37,907 as well as 40,700 are still in play, but additionally, I've added one more area of interest and that's the 42, 43,000 US dollar line. For me, this is essentially a very important bottom. If this should break, I would expect Bitcoin to bottom down to 40 and even 37,000. I do hope it doesn't break and I do still hope that people are taking a few days off. The market seems to be not as interesting anymore. Could be two different um, cases. On one side, we have Omicron, the, the new COVID variant that a lot of people are still hesitant in kind of expectation what will happen etc with the markets but on the other side it's also Christmas time so a lot of people are taking time off want to relax a bit for the holidays so I would expect this to go sideways on even down for the coming days but then go in on a full boom ideally in January and come back. Now what about Ethereum? A very interesting announcement here 33.5 billion US dollars are trapped in an Ethereum contract. 
Now, what essentially does this mean? The 33.5 billion are, of course, trapped, but not locked or lost in any kind of way. It is more that the beacon chain, so the parallel chain in the Ethereum blockchain is running and is locking these Ethereum coins away. If you want, you can do that too. You will take your 32 Ethereum coins and you will lock them into the beacon chain. And essentially they are locked until the Ethereum 2.0 uh, launches or the contracts launch for this. So until then, you are not allowed to take back your Ethereum from this Ethereum 2.0 chain. But that also means that people generally are pretty trustworthy in terms of what Ethereum has planned for the future. People want a cheaper Ethereum, a faster Ethereum and a more scalable Ethereum network. So that means that people are providing their Ethereum coins in order for them to participate in the movement and in the growth of Ethereum as a whole. Now, what is planned for Ethereum? If we look at this blog post from Vitalik Putin, which came out last week, titled Endgame, it was quite interesting to see that Vitalik Buterin has changed his perspective on decentralization. He's essentially saying that there should be a chain where block production is centralized and block validation is trustless and highly decentralized. So you would essentially have this lowest layer, which is still decentralized and trustless, but you would have the block production, which would be highly centralized. This comes as a shock for many people, but in my my opinion it is an interesting development we can see it already from the alternatives from ethereum such as polygon matic avalanche and so on which are going kind of a hybrid route we can also see different developments from solana which is saying centralization is one thing but actually speed and cost of use is actually much much better for us now if we look at the price here we can see the following technically it hasn't gone down as much as bitcoin in comparison now bitcoin of course has had this very deep shock compared to ethereum which has kind of held up pretty nicely and what we can see here is that the trend line is also keeping up here it hasn't broken through and it is on the verge so it, there is still potential that this trend line will break through i'm not completely sure and i'm also not completely sure whether this 3.8 can hold i'm expecting this to go down a bit further but i would say that ethereum as a whole is in much much better shape than bitcoin much due to nfts DeFi, and other developments now speaking of, about potential alternatives we can see that avalanche for example could be quite an interesting alternative and again you haven't heard it from me but you can trade avax so the token from avalanche you can trade already on swiss quote you see it here but you also see another one called matic here so polygon for matic and polygon We'll talk about in a couple of seconds, but here this one is quite interesting. So Avalanche's C chain activity is going through the roof as you can see here. Now what does C-Chain mean? Avalanche is built on three different blockchains and essentially the C-Chain is the contract chain. So all the smart contracts that are deployed on Ethereum can technically be ported to Avalanche due to this EVM compatibility. So with small tweaks you can actually use that smart contract and you can bring it to Avalanche in use it um, respectively. Now it is not the only thing that is very bullish for Avalanche. What we can see here is that the crypto custodian BitGo adds Avalanche support. 
And it's quite interesting because Bitco is actually the custodian of many big exchanges and banks and them adding Avalanche just means that the support for Avalanche will increase and the trust for Avalanche will increase as well. And it's not just Bitco that trusts Avalanche, it is also the Bank of America. They are saying Avalanche's scaling capability offers viable alternative to Ethereum. So they are even seeing it as an Ethereum killer. So as you remember, I've talked about Solana or Polkadot potentially being a killer, but Avalanche also might be in the races for that one. Looking at the chart, it looks much, much better compared to Ethereum. So what we can see here is that the max price of around 147 US dollars has been reached. It came down quite significantly during the correction, but then pumped up based on different metrics that are really, really good in terms of the Avalanche ecosystem. And I would expect this to go up even a bit further because Avalanche, as long as Ethereum 2.0 is not launched, I think Avalanche is quite an interesting alternative to Ethereum. Speaking about alternatives for Ethereum, again, you remember I talked about Polkadot being one of those alternatives. Now, Gavin Wood, uh, one of the founders or co-founders of Ethereum, has come out and uh, discussed the potential that Polkadot actually is built really, really well for different new developments such as Metaverse, NFTs, DeFi, and so on due to their parachain auction feature. Meaning essentially you can implement and extend the functionality of Polkadot quite easily by putting and increasing these parachains and creating new parachains into the ecosystem. He's also saying that we will see many more developments in this area and Polkadot will grow uh, in value in general. Now looking at the price, and some of you might remember this, I have drawn this kind of head and shoulder pattern that I'm seeing here. I would expect Polkadot to bounce in the coming future. Again, the Christmas days are always a bit slow days and people are not really focused on the markets. So I think this could go down a bit further. I think the absolute minimum should be around 19 US dollars, but then I would expect a bounce back to form the second shoulder here. Now, what else? We can talk about Yearn Finance. Now, Yearn Finance is quite an interesting project. And as you know, there are only 40,000 Yearn tokens in circulation or will ever be in circulation. And here is an analyst saying that Yearn is actually massively undervalued. He's making the point that Yearn has actually a treasury of 100 million US dollars, which is earning interest. He's also saying that they are generating 100 million dollars in terms of fees from their vaults. And he's saying that the TVL, so the total value locked in the Yearn ecosystem is 5 billion US dollars compared to the market capitalization of 781 million. So he would expect Yearn to go up quite significantly. He's also saying the P is only 7.9x. And if we look at the price here in general, we can see quite interestingly, this pump right here is essentially because Yearn has announced this buyback. So a lot of people have been expecting and waiting for a development like this. And what is really interesting is the Fibonacci that I've drawn a couple of weeks ago 
has hit pretty nicely here. As we can see here, it shot through, came back, and now is going through again. So I would expect this line, as soon as this line is, is crossing, and this is one that I drew, and we can see it's a, it's a very clear kind of, um, kind of resistance that we're facing here. As soon as this resistance would cross, I would expect this to go up into the 40,000s. Now, your finance, again, one of the OG protocols in the DeFi space, I would expect this to go up if they can also move to different chains. Of course, they are really, really focused on Ethereum right now. We're staying in the decentralized world and talking about Uniswap because Uniswap has had a really interesting weekend in the last couple of days. And what we can see here is that the Uniswap governance vote has voted 99.3% consensus to integrate Polygon onto Uniswap. Now, how does that exactly work? Currently, Uniswap is mainly based on Ethereum, meaning one transaction can cost up to 80 uh, up to 150 us dollars in gas costs and them moving to polygon would essentially mean it would just cost a couple of cent maybe a couple of dollars for a quick swap and the polygon ceo himself has started this governance vote again 99.3 percent consensus means the uniswap community really wants this they want faster swaps they want cheaper swaps in order to also yield farm in the DeFi world and what we can see here the uni chart doesn't look really that interesting the range that i've drawn here still in play so around 14 to 15 or 16 us dollars are still kind of the range that will be quite interesting for uniswap but what is really looking interestingly is matic and again you haven't heard it from me but matic can be traded on swiss code as of now and as you can see the matic us dollar price here around 2.07 now the announcement with uniswap and i've drawn this here of course has led to a pump which has corrected down but nonetheless i do think that polygon or the matic token is doing something really interestingly they are building that what ethereum is a bit slow to build and is focused on kind of scaling differently compared to polygon or matic so i would expect this to go up in the future a bit more maybe even integrate further into the ethereum network because it is generally built on ethereum and them kind of integrating into the different networks and decentralized exchanges that are already out there and based on ethereum i would expect this to go up in the coming weeks as well now finally and last but not least we can talk about a really interesting uh, partnership from Chainlink. they have tapped uh, AkuWeather, or rather vice versa AkuWeather has tapped Chainlink to explore something called crop insurance now on one side AkuWeather is a very very important and big weather app in the us but also they are planning different new offerings and products such as this crop insurance AkuWeather, of course, has really interesting data when it comes to weather, and they can potentially even make specific forecasts based on the data they have. So what they are planning on launching is a kind of a crop insurance where they can estimate or expect floods, snow, and any kind of weather conditions, which would potentially mean less yield for the farmers, etc. So this, in turn, could be quite interesting for Chainlink because they will then have access to this data as well and be the price oracle for them. 
Looking at the chain link price, we can see quite a kind of range bound, nothing really crazy happening in chain link. So for me, this price between 17 and around 20 US dollars will hold for the coming days. I would expect kind of an absolute bottom here at around 13.5 US dollars, but I wouldn't expect it to go lower, especially considering that chain link has one of the best partnerships in the DeFi game. And also um, it is, one of the most essential products and parts of the DeFi ecosystem as a whole. That was it from today's crypto market talk. I wish you a great Christmas, hopefully some restful days and hopefully some green and bullish days in the coming days. And I will see you on the next one.